Gather around as we spill the tea on cybersecurity. We're talking about the topic in a way that everyone can understand. I'm your host, Jarrah Rowe, giving you just what you need. This is the Tea on Cybersecurity, a podcast from Trava. When you hear the words compliance framework, do you either want to run for the hills or do you not understand what these terms mean? If you're anything like me, you don't understand what these terms mean. But don't worry, we've got you covered during this episode of the Tea on Cybersecurity. We will learn about different compliance frameworks and how they differ, help you understand which compliance certifications you need to meet your business goals, and even how to implement them across your organization. But as we know, I am not a compliance expert, but I have one of my favorite ones with me today. Hey, Marie. Hey, Jira. Happy to be back. So for people that aren't familiar with you, can you just go over what you do with compliance like day to day? Yes, of course. So at Trava, I help customers with different compliance, whether it be security or privacy certifications and help them get to that finish line and keep them going for their next audit. So listener, before we jump into this episode, I just want to note that in season one, we had an entire episode dedicated to SOC 2. So we will not be going over SOC 2 that much during this episode. But if you would like to go back and listen, in season one, the episode title is Explain SOC 2 to Me Like a Child. All right, Marie, before we dive into the nitty gritty, I want to make sure I have a clear understanding of compliance. So what is compliance? So compliance is really making sure that you as a business are following a certain list of controls that an organization or governing body has set, usually best practices that you need to adhere to. So in the realm of technology, you see it a lot in regard to security and privacy of data. Can you explain what a compliance framework is in very simple terms? So it's when an organization or a government creates a list of best practices that you need to follow. And within those best practices, it's usually policies, processes, procedures, and technologies that they recommend be in place that and that you need to adhere to in order to be compliant. So popular ones you probably hear are SOC 2. ISO 27001, GDPR, CCPA, HIPAA, and NIST. So a compliance framework, they all differ depending on the governing body. And it's a list of things that they feel like you should be doing to meet their standards. So are these mandatory for companies to have? Some cases, yes. Mainly because their prospects or clients or Sometimes it's the government that they're doing business with is saying, we will only do business with you if you have the certification, if you've been through an audit, been checked. So typically it's sometimes yes, sometimes no. Some people like to do it just because they keep security and privacy high up on their priorities and they want to be compliant, but otherwise, no. So not necessarily mandatory, but it's a nice to have depending on the situation. If it is something I need to have, why is it important to follow these? It's really just important because it is best practices that people are saying, like, this is good to follow. 
it gets you to a step of being very secure and making sure you're handling your customer data in a right way when it comes to security or privacy. That's mainly it. So like I've mentioned, we are familiar with SOC 2 and we've mentioned ISO 2701. But what are some other common compliance frameworks that companies use? Other common ones, there's government ones that you hear often, and those would be something like NIST, FedRAMP, and CMMC. And then you also hear a lot with privacy. So California's, which is CCPA and the newer CPRA, and the EU's GDPR, both of those are regards to privacy. And then the bigger one that you probably hear the most often is HIPAA, and that's really both security and privacy related. That's a lengthy one, too. Let's go into the government ones. How does like NIST differ from FedRAMP differ from CMMC? It just really depends on the data and the contract that you have. So which department of the government is asking for what, honestly? So is that pretty much the same for even like the privacy ones? Like CCPA is specific to California, GDPR is specific to EU. So it just depends on what they think is most important. In a sense, yes. I would say those privacy ones are more regional based and where you're doing work. And then with the government, they'll ask for one of those specific ones. And the NIST one is one that you hear more often because it's not always a government contract that you're doing that one with. It's just very highly respected in the technology field. Which of these frameworks do you tend to work with most? So out of those, I would say SOC 2, ISO, GDPR, and CCPA are the main four that I see the most. And I've seen a really big switch over the past couple of years of moving from those security ones to focusing on privacy. So more people are focusing on privacy these days, it seems. I hear that a lot, especially like, you know, social media and like what they take from you and things like that. So privacy is like a huge topic across a lot of industries right now. So how do companies typically implement compliance frameworks? A lot of people like to use a GRC tool, which is a governance, risk management and compliance platform. And from that tool, it really just helps you manage the project and know what's on that checklist that you need to accomplish. So that's usually one of the best. A lot of people need one or multiple members on their team internally to help manage the project too. Or you can do someone like Trava and use me. <laughs> Get to work with Marie. Okay, they implement these through GRC tools, which means governance, risk management, and compliance. Yep, basically it's the compliance realm. So what are some common challenges that companies face when implementing compliance frameworks? I would say bandwidth and funding are the two big ones. So it takes a lot of responsibility to get those things done. So in the aspects with small, medium-sized businesses, people are wearing a lot of hats. So if it's just one of the hats that you're wearing and you have other responsibilities, it's going to probably take longer than what some people on your team would think. The bandwidth is definitely real, so it will take longer typically to get those compliance checklist frameworks all set up in your business. And then the funding aspect is audits are very expensive. 
most people don't realize that. So a lot of people wait to be audited until it's necessary, until they have one of those people, one of those clients or prospects saying, you have to have this. But that's why it's important to be ready in case it's time for an audit. When it comes to working, again, I know that you help our customers through this journey. But what are common things you wish companies would just have set before the process even begins? It would be better if people had the reality of knowing how long it actually takes to be ready. A lot of cases, it comes out of nowhere where they say, we need to have this framework ready, be compliant with this, and don't realize it's not something that happens just overnight. And I think having that mindset of this is a lengthy process, but with the dedication and bandwidth and manpower, you can get through it quickly or it might take longer than expected. What are some resources that companies can use to learn more about compliance frameworks? There's so many resources online. Usually like a quick Google search really helps. Honestly, you could really dive in and go through like a black hole of different things. So I always say Google is your friend. And then I like to use if you have access to any GRC tool, I think it's really helpful to click around in those and really learn how a framework is put together. Again, I know we've talked about SOC 2 before, but commonly, if I'm not getting SOC 2, which one of these am I going to go for? I would say if you're not getting SOC 2, typically in the other security half, I see ISO. So especially if you want to go and deal with international business, they're really only going to want to accept ISO in most cases, just because that's the international standard. Otherwise, like I said, privacy is really big right now. So if you're taking in any customer data, people are going to want to see that you have those privacy cookies in place on your website. So whenever you see the cookie banner at the bottom, that's what those are in regard to. So definitely would focus on the privacy one since they're a piece of security. If I'm not doing SOC 2, I should potentially go for like a privacy one. Or ISO is also pretty popular for like international business things. Yeah. So you've talked about how long this process of being certified, you know, kind of takes. So in your work, how long have you typically seen this take? So what is the length of the process? I think on average, it does take about a year to get ready for an audit and kind of include getting started with the actual auditor themselves. So I would say, yeah, your average. So finally, what advice would you give to companies that are just starting to explore compliance frameworks? Look at your current prospects and where you want to be in five years and who you'll be wanting to do business with. So who you want to do business with is going to be really important in that factor. I know I mentioned kind of a little bit before, but if you're planning on just staying with more North American clients versus international clients, if you want to branch out there, know that there'll probably be more frameworks that will become relevant to you. Uh, SOC 2 is always a great place to start. And then branching out to ISO can happen later. You don't have to just stick with just one and you can move one to the next. And then Focusing on what's important to you at that point is privacy going to be more important to your prospects or security. So before I let you get out of here, are there any other things you want to run home when it comes to compliance or cybersecurity in general? When it comes to compliance and cybersecurity, 
people are really looking for those frameworks and having those certificates because they want to know that you're going to be handling their data with care. They want to make sure you're not going to use it for anything malicious. And it is something that's really important to them. And I might have mentioned it before, but your data is always important. It could link back to your identity somehow and just constantly link back to something else. And you don't know what they could possibly take from what if you were to be breached. And that's what those badges of honor really mean. Now that we've spilled the tea on compliance frameworks, it's time to go over the receipts. First up is what is compliance? So one of the things I took away from what Marie told me is that it pretty much is just like a long grocery list. And it's a list of things that you check off. Like as you go, as you're shopping, you check things off as you get what you want. And same thing with compliance. So as you go through the list, you're going to check the things off as you complete them. And with those different frameworks, it depends on the regulatory agency that is coming up with them. It's their list of best practices. The next thing that I took away is that there are different categories of compliance frameworks. So we have the government ones, which are like NIST and FedRAMP and CMMC. And then there are privacy ones like CCPA, which is specific to California, CPRA and GDPR, which is specific to the EU. And then there's HIPAA, which we are all familiar with HIPAA. And then another thing that I took away is that there are tools out there that are available to help you implement these compliance frameworks and checklists as you're going through the auditing process. Uh, one of the tools that Marie mentioned are GRC tools. And GRC stands for Governance, Risk Management, and Compliance. What did you take away from this episode? And that's the T on cybersecurity. If you like what you listen to, please leave a review. If you need anything else from me, head on over to Trava Security. Follow wherever you get your podcasts.